you progress and and ultimately uh, come up with great ideas. You listen to everybody around you uh, and try to surround yourself with you know really smart people. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we're dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And I believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io slash connect to learn more. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. I am your host, Chase Clymer. And today, coming from beautiful Miami... I cannot say the same about Columbus, Ohio, though... Uh, ...is the co-founder of Moonglow Jewelry. Welcome to the show, Julian. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me. All right. So you are the co-founder of an awesome jewelry company. I also... We'll talk about this later. But I found out what, uh, what my moon phase was right before this podcast. So we can get into that a bit. But before you started Moonglow, what was your journey like? How'd you end up owning your own business and doing this? So before I owned Moonglow, growing up, my dad was also an entrepreneur. Uh, and he he had a unique business. It was basically selling different products at fairs and events. And and I kind of grew up in that business, essentially. Uh, so I started selling products at different fairs and events right out of school. And I was selling products that, uh, that were good, but I didn't really totally believe in them until my dad came across this product. Uh, it wasn't called Moonglow, but it was an artist in Canada who uh, came up with the concept of, of jewelry that features the picture of the moon from the date of your choice. So a birthday, an anniversary. So hits on astrology uh, and was also really nice jewelry. And we were selling it at fairs and events. Um, and I knew that this was a cool product that could be branded. And that's something that, uh, that my father didn't really do was, was kind of brand. He was selling... He was more into the selling portion and not really like building the brand portion, uh, which is fine. So I basically took it over. Um, and at that time, you know, it was, it was a pretty small business, uh, just selling at fairs and events. And, uh, and we can get into the story a little more. But that's, that's basically how it came up. Oh, that's fantastic. So now you are the co-founder. Is your father the other founder? Uh, he is not. He is not. So he found the product, and then uh, my business partner uh, was working in the uh, in uh, for my father's company at the same time. So we basically uh, merged and uh, and started uh, Moonglow together. So uh, her name is Aurélie Duziac. Uh, I don't know if you can pronounce that. She's from France originally, so French name. And I'm from Montreal. I'm, I'm Canadian. Oh, and I failed French in high school, so of course I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> just just comes off the tongue easy, you know. Oh yeah, I know. All right, so so you cut your teeth in doing these events and these trade shows, and then you you found a product that you believed in, and you kind of started to focus on it. Now, what was what was the first couple months or year like with that product? Were you guys kind of doing the same model of going to these events and these trade shows to try to build out that first group of customers? You know, what was that like? Yeah, yeah. So basically, it wasn't even a trade show. It was really fairs and festivals and like maybe some Comic Con. So we basically kept doing that. And we also had a couple of salespeople uh, that did the same thing. So they were going to different events. So we would do one in like, let's say in New York, and they the team would be maybe doing one in Iowa or California. Uh, so we kept doing uh, these, these events, essentially. Um, and then what happened... We, we built a website as well because obviously it was a great way to show the product and people were able to feel and touch it and buy it on the spot and then people would want to buy it again. So we built a website 
uh, wasn't that great at the time, uh, but uh, but did do the job. And then what happened is we got into to wholesale. We had, I believe, a a retailer who approached us who, who really liked what we were selling and wanted to to carry our brand in their store. So we did, and then uh, then I th- I came across trade shows, you know, to uh, continue to to expand or sell in the uh, wholesale channel. So we attended a trade show and, and started to build out the uh, the wholesale side of things. Awesome. So I want I want to go back to these doing all these fairs and stuff. Now, when you were there, were you grabbing emails and like any other thing you could do to try to keep in touch with those customers? Not as much as we we should have, to be honest. Uh, we we tried a few different things, to like grab emails like on paper, but then sometimes we couldn't see people's handwriting, and then we would try to import them, and then they were like wrong, and then you know they would bounce and stuff. So uh, that was before we uh, decided to invest in an iPad. Uh, but yeah, we would try to keep uh, uh, keep communication with those customers definitely. Yeah, I think uh, so. If you if you could go back in time and do it all over again, you'd be like day one, we'd have an iPad in a form where it couldn't be screwed up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you hear that, everyone? If you're thinking about going out there and and, and trying this this strategy, going to fairs and whatnot to display your products, you know, make sure that you can get the email the right way. And the iPad's the easiest. We do that actually when we do uh, meetups. Like we did the write it down on a piece of paper once, and I was like, I can't read half of these. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Then when you get the iPad, they put it in themselves. It's so easy, and you, you automatically get it. It's so it's great. So once you kind of found out this wholesale and this trade show element of it, how did that change the business for you? Is is that something that you weren't considering? I wasn't really considering. No, I I thought that uh, at first the the vision was kind of well, we're going to continue to do these events and we'll do more events and we'll hire more salespeople and we'll like dominate this, this niche industry, um, which, which is totally fine. And actually, I think it's, it's good to you know, get your product in front of people. And obviously, you're seeing that now with, with uh, omni-channel brands and everything. And, and, but at first, it was really that was the plan. But then I realized like, the value of a customer, and especially in, in wholesale, where our retention rate is very high, the reorder rate is very high. So I said, huh, you know, you can sell a couple of pieces to one customer or you can have one wholesale customer uh, that's also essentially like we call them retail partners because it really is a kind of a partnership, uh, not in a legal sense, but in the uh, in the brand and sales sense that they, they sell your brand, we sell them the product and people see it in their stores. Uh, they do well in the stores and, and they keep ordering sometimes for, for long times. So we have some customers now that have been with us 6-7 years and uh, have invested in... in uh, Fixtures in their stores, and and you know really have a permanent space for us in there. Uh, but that really changed the business definitely because uh, it it's like a whole other uh, uh, revenue stream for us. Oh yeah, and then it's not to mention there's the kind of uh, it's almost hard to measure just the marketing that you get from having your product be in other people's stores. Um, that's something that I don't think a lot of people realize about doing wholesale and and, and like a, a partnership is literally like you said it, it it's amazing. So these people are also spending their marketing dollars to bring people into their stores. Uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of growth that comes from kind of approaching that, but it only makes sense for certain products at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, only certain products, but yeah, it's been uh, it's been it's really helped uh, definitely the brand. And like I said, it's it's been really good for the retailers as well because it, it does it is a unique experience for their customers, Moonglow, because uh, you know they are looking up dates and and moon phases, and people are really interested, and it's it's selling quite well. Um, 
So it, it it's it's a win-win essentially. Absolutely. So let's go back to that. When I was uh, doing the pre pre-show stuff, reading the no- the notes that you shared with me, I went to the website and I found out my moon phase. Which uh, this makes a lot of sense now. I was I was, I was born on a full moon. Um, I, I have learned so that answers a lot of questions that I've had. Uh, so, and if anyone's were wondering what day that is, that was December twelfth, nineteen eighty nine. So yes, I'll be turning thirty, or I will just have turned thirty when this podcast comes out. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's a super fun uh, interaction that you can have with a brand in like figuring out the product. Um, so you have that on your website now. Like when did you get it up there? Did you see like an uptick in sales once you kind of built that in? Like I think that's just such a cool way to kind of get a little more information out of your potential customers before they choose to purchase from you. Uh, when you say up, uh, what do you mean there, Chase? So on the website, uh, you you can like check the phases of the moon, and then you can shop those products like right then and there. It's a fun little little interaction that you can have with the brand. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that is essentially. Everything that we sell is uh, is you know jewelry that that features that phase of the moon. Um, so having that calculator portion is I knew it was something special because people really associate with it because when they give you a date, it's quite personal. It's like they're giving you their birthday, uh, and sometimes it's hard to get that uh, you know in person. You know, some <laughs> some people don't want to don't want to give you that, or they'll give you another date. But yeah, it, it essentially builds a relationship. So always trying to. Uh, so it's essential to buy the product. Like you have to put in a date, and people are very curious about it uh, and what it signifies. Uh, but it's also it's a cool advantage because it does uh, create like a unique user experience. Also, too, can be a little tricky. Uh, we're constantly working on it, is is making it as simple as possible because it's not quite as easy as just adding to cart, uh, you know, a hoodie or a normal product. Like there's a date selection and. and all these other things. So it, there are more steps to purchase, but I think uh, if you if done right, it can create a really cool user experience. Oh, absolutely! And then I think this just goes hand in hand with one of my other favorite tactics is figuring out a creative day to get your customer's birthday, because then you can send them a, an awesome email on their birthday. Uh, it just create another interaction with them. Yeah, we we just came up with that idea actually to uh, take the dates and then you know create that uh, email or text. Um, uh, interaction with them based on the date. That's actually, you know, I guess now it seems like a no-brainer, but we we just launched that not too long ago, and we're gonna we're gonna keep working on on date-specific marketing because it really wasn't something we we had touched on. Let's be honest. Today, all of your customers are going to have questions, and what are you doing to manage all those questions? Do you have a help desk for your business? One of our sponsors of today's episode is Gorgeous, and Gorgeous is the number one rated help desk for e-commerce. It integrates seamlessly with Shopify. We have installed it on a bunch of stores. It's also used by brands like Movement and Rothy's. And what it does is it takes all of your customer insights and information, brings it into one amazing dashboard so you can solve their problem as quickly as possible. If you want to give Gorgeous a try, visit gorgeous.link slash honest. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot L-I-N-K slash H-O-N-E-S-T to get your second month free. So let's talk about that. So uh, we talked about kind of the beginnings and, and what you were up to, but let's talk about now. How has everything changed now? Um, what are you guys doing? I mean, I'm assuming you're not just doing wholesale and you're not just doing events anymore. Uh, kind, kind of like what's your marketing mix these days? Uh, yeah. So actually, the largest portion of our revenue comes uh, from our own e-commerce store, uh, Moonglow.com, and then the 
second uh, largest revenue channel is, is wholesale. Then, like I said, we still do uh, obviously events and trade shows and things like that. So the marketing, it's uh, really we try to do as much as we can as far as digital marketing, Pinterest, Google Ads, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you know, we, we really try to be kind of uh, in as many channels as, as we can online as well as working with, uh, with influencers and trying to do cool things with the retailers online as well and trying to work, uh, do collaborations with other brands. And uh, right now, we're trying to work with other brands uh, as far as like maybe getting on their email list, uh, on our email list, and as well as making products together. So that's something that we're working on now. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's uh, always a good idea to hedge your bets and not like spend all your time in one channel because in the unfortunate instance that that channel goes away, your kind of business goes away. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and as well as uh, SEO. And yeah, so we really try to diversify, like you said, so we're not super reliant on one channel. But obviously, there's a couple of channels that dominate, uh, you know, but things change very quickly. Oh, yeah. I got a few more questions for you here before we wrap up. So, kind of when you guys are were launching and you you know were doing these trade shows and you're getting into wholesale, uh, you know, I'm I'm assuming if you think back now, like what's what's something that happened in the business that you wish you could go back in time and and, and like you know either correct the course or or tell yourself you know this is probably a bad idea. So it's funny, right? When you always look back, you always cringe at at the work the work that you did. So like one of the one of the things we wouldn't do is like our branding was totally off. Like I am not a branding person. I'm I'm more of a uh, a sales finance type of guy. Uh, and our branding was just everywhere. Like the colors were not consistent. It was it was really bad. But you know, in the end, it it still worked, and you know, it, it was still selling. Um, but I definitely would have had like consistent branding. Like now I understand uh, the power of that. Like really having. The same messaging, the same colors, um, as opposed to like colors all over the place. Which what we used to do was like flavor of the week. You know, it's going to be pink this week. Next week it's purple. <laughs> I uh, I would definitely keep the messaging and the color and the photography and and just the brand uh, pretty consistent. That's that's hilarious, and I know what you mean. Uh, just just through the iterations of all the sites we've worked on, or, or even our own personal stuff for the agency, it's just. It's it's hilarious. It slowly starts to get more and more fine tuned. I think it's just like an evolution of the the business where the brand starts to become its own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's really it's really fun to uh, to watch that. So on the on the flip side of things, what was uh, what was something kind of during that growth phase where uh, you know it just clicked and you know what was like one of the biggest wins for you guys? Uh, one of the biggest wins was we had a couple um, years that really had tremendous growth, uh, especially online. So really with digital marketing, like, uh, you know, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and, uh, and Google ads, like all together mixed with the wholesale and everything, all the exposure we we're getting. Um, you know, we, we really just kept scaling it as much as much as we could profitably. Uh, and that was that was a huge turning point. So really uh, doubling down essentially on, on what works, I think is, is a good strategy. If I could ask, not like specific dollars and cents, but was there like a percentage that you guys were investing back, or like a percentage of gross? How did you come up with the number that you guys were investing in? You know, your paid channels. That's something that I hear all the time. Yeah, I mean, for me, we looked at it uh, total spend on digital marketing. Like, we usually try to bring it around maybe thirty uh, percent, like spend versus revenue, to keep things uh, keep things healthy. So yeah, we really just look at it and say, hey, look, we'll we'll invest as much as possible, but let's let's try to keep it always around thirty percent. Sometimes we would go over, you know, forty, fifty, but the idea was to uh, get people 
you know, on the site. And, and we knew that uh, sooner or later, they would buy, especially given the holidays. So sometimes it was, it was part of a longer term plan. And, and we also look at the metrics, obviously, uh, customer retention rates and, and you know, lifetime customer value and everything. So once you figure all those things out, then you, know, you can maybe allocate a little more budget. But trying to keep it around 30% of, uh, of digital marketing spend versus revenue uh, as a whole is, is what I try to stick by. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because I know that's something that's always weighing on some of the, the younger brands as they're kind of going through these fun little avenues of spicing in the, the paid advertising. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, um, before I let you go today, uh, I want you to a plug the brand because it is cool. Uh, I, I love I love the idea behind it a little bit more. So let people know where they can find out more about the product. Yeah, definitely. It's called Moonglow Jewelry. Uh, it's Moonglow Jewelry on Instagram, Moonglow.com online, or just just Google Moonglow. We'll we'll pop right up. Absolutely. And then, and if there's anything else that you think that would be uh, helpful for our audience, uh, if you want to let them know. Yeah, I mean, I think for us, uh, it's really having a good team, like, and really listening to your team. Like, there's a lot of team members that have really, really good ideas. So it's it's really not not me. It's really the people that I surround myself with that uh, we we all come up with ideas together. Um, and I think that's how you you progress and and ultimately uh, come up with great ideas. You listen to everybody around you uh, and try to surround yourself with you know really smart people. Yeah, I think that that is an amazing piece of advice right there. Uh, I always try to befriend people smarter than me. Uh, what was that thing? You know, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know who uh, who said that, but yeah, I've heard that as well. Awesome. Hey, Julian, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Hey, thanks for having me, Chase. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their journey and knowledge with us today. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our businesses. Links and more information will be available in the show notes as well. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, feel free to reach out and learn more at electriceye.io slash connect. Also, make sure you subscribe and leave an amazing review. Thank you.